If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. We've got Sophie Barrington back, our marketing extraordinaire who specialises in equine marketing from Archer Creative. It's the beginning of the month so she talks to us on the first weekday of each month and I think we'll have her on the 1st of August which also is the horse's birthday. Is that right? Are you there, Sophie? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. What a perfect day, hey? It is, it is, yes. Now, today you're talking to us about 10 ways to increase profits using horse shows. Mm-hmm, that's mm, correct. Mm. I just want to give us a bit of a summary so people know where the 10 points are coming from. We've got mm-hmm. three things to do before the show, three things to do at the show, three things to do after the show, and the number one thing that you must do. Is that right? Yep, that is. Perfect. All right, I will let you get started then. We'll start off with the first of the three things to do before the show. Yeah, so number one is pick the right event for your equine business. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, it should cover no surprise that I begin here. In today's economy, advertising dollars are precious and no equine business should waste money at an event that isn't the right fit. Now, choosing a horse event obviously is going to depend on a couple of different factors, certainly the type of business and your location, your budget, and also your target market. So really thinking about your customers and where you're going to find them. So for example, a local retailer who sells to their local uh, suburbs, for example, uh, may actually find a local horse show, for example, at a pony club to be to be the best for them. Whereas a larger company, particularly those with a national customer base, they may choose to and attend an event that draws an audience from around the country. One other example might be someone who focuses on a particular discipline Uh, with their products or their service and obviously they might select an event based on that discipline. Okay, good. So if you're local, you should go to a local market. If you're national, you should go somewhere like Iquitana, which is a four-day event. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's definitely part of the strategy. And look, if you are a national business, you might have the means to go to local shows. And by all means, it's really important to support local horse shows. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, the Australian horse industry is all about participation and getting people involved. Um, But that being said, you know, if your customer base buy your product or service within a particular geographic area, then it doesn't really make much sense to go outside that area. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Now, the next thing is, now that we've selected the show, we're going to determine our goals for the event. That's right. So, really, this comes down to the cornerstone of marketing. So, all good marketing begins with the end goal in mind. After all, you can't really measure your success if you have no idea what you're aiming to achieve. So, when it comes to an event, as you can imagine, you know, most horse shows might go for a day, maybe two days. Our largest trade show, obviously, being Equitana, goes for four days. Now, that's not very much time to obviously action and achieve your goals. So it's really important to focus on just one or maybe two without overwhelming yourself. At the end of the day, not only does that time go by so quickly, but you've got to remember that your customers are going to be doing other things on those days. So they might be 
uh, competing. They might be checking out some of the other events around the show. They're, of course, going to be visiting other retailers and no doubt they'll be shopping. So they're going to be quite busy. Now, one of the most important goals is to create a positive experience at your booth. Now, not only a great, fun experience, but something that your customers want to share with their friends. You want it to go beyond just the confines of your booth if you can. So think about how you can make your booth stand out. And also think about maybe encouraging easy social sharing. Think about how you can interest potential customers and also reward existing customers. It's all well and good to win new business, but maybe even think about how you could encourage your current customers to come along and say hello. Yeah, and just talking about that social sharing, if people are a little bit lost and think it's a bit too much for Mm. social sharing, they should go back to a previous interview that Sophie did on social sharing. Uh, I think if you go to horsechats.com and search for Sophie, you'll find that one. That's right. I think the specific link is Sophie Barrington number two Mm -hmm. uh, forward slash. That'll be the second interview on uh, marketing topics that I've done. And that would be what, early July, Glenis? I think so. I think so, yes. Okay. Now, the third thing we've got, and this is all still to do with before the show. So, even though you talked about creating a buzz at the event, you've still got to prepare for it before the show. So, the number three is we've got build the buzz before the event takes place. That's right. So obviously, you know, creating and setting some goals, that's going to have to happen a few weeks, if not a few months out from the show. Um, and also building the buzz. I mean, this also requires forward planning. It, uh, it really, you know, events that are months away, they can suddenly surprise you all of a sudden before you know it. You only have days left to plan your approach. And that's definitely not a good place to be. So if you are attending or sponsoring an event, you really should begin building the buzz you know, promoting the fact that you're going to be there or at least be supporting the show at least one month out, but it's probably a little bit better to look at a three or six month period. Now, that is going to ultimately depend on your goals for the event and also your level of financial investment. Obviously, no one wants to spend thousands of dollars and find themselves without much to show for it when the event is over. So, don't leave it to the last minute. You might think that six months is a long time, but it's really not, especially when we all know how busy we can get not only in our businesses, but with our family lives, with our horses, all those different things can make time just all of a sudden disappear. So not only we're building the buzz requiring that time factor, but also thinking about how can you build the buzz? So it's really good to think about all the channels and using all the channels available to you to create that excitement. So a quick recap, when I say channels, there's actually really five core promotional channels available to every equine business. So they are owned, earned, paid, search and social. So just a quick overview. So owned are those platforms that you actually have control over. Usually they're your website and they're your blog. Um, Earned is essentially PR or publicity. So getting into magazines and other forms of media through earning their interest. Paid is the more typical traditional advertising, whether it's online or in print, where you pay for that placement. Search is search engine marketing, so having a presence on Google and major search engines. And social, as you know, is obviously social media. So your website and your social pages are excellent tools that you can use to build some buzz. But don't forget about the more traditional forms of marketing, including print advertising, if you want to reach a wide audience, particularly if they have an involvement in the show. So Equitana, again, I know some of the 
major horse magazines around Australia will be there. So they have an interest in running your articles and in running your ads before the show. Mm -hmm. Good, good. All right. So once we get to the show, the first thing you've got is make sure you get what you paid for. But how can people get involved? You talked about sponsoring an event and having a booth. Is there any other ways that people can get involved if they're going to market themselves at a show? Definitely. So actually attending an event or sponsoring event. Now, typically we're talking slightly higher dollars to do that, particularly if you're going to attend. It might involve travel. It might involve having a booth. It might involve having to pay staff. Obviously, food, transport, accommodation, all those things do add up. But the really exciting thing that you can do, even as a small business owner, is you can actually contact events and particularly local small-scale events. They really want the support. So if you get in touch with your local pony clubs, your local adult riding clubs, your local horse riding facilities and they hold events, you might actually find that you can make a small financial contribution or even an in-kind sponsorship where you provide free product uh, without having to spend very much money and without having to physically be there. So if you do have a small budget, there are some really creative ways that you can still have a presence. Um, You can also look into opportunities where you might have a flyer distributed or you might have some signage around the dressage arenas, for example. So don't be shy to obviously contact different events. And if you do have a strict budget, even if it's big or even if it's small, don't be shy to ask them what else they can do. A lot of horse events are ultimately going to want the support and the attendance. After all, horse riding is participatory and we want to make sure that people are are having fun and getting involved. So there's certainly lots of opportunities that may be outside, you know, their media kits and what they actually distribute to people. Okay, good, good. All right, now things to do at the show. So the first thing we've got there is to make sure you get what you paid for. Mm, mm. Now, this is, I think, a really important one, which I hope that any event organiser listening does take heed to and does pay attention to. Um, Event organisers really have a duty of care to take care of the equine businesses that support them, particularly financially. I mean, giving product is obviously a financial donation as well. So if you paid for a sponsorship package with promotional opportunities included, make sure that you stay in touch and stay on top of them. You know, don't miss out out on the Facebook post that they've promised you or the shout outs on the microphone that they've promised you. It's really important um, that you make sure that you stay in contact with their marketing team and obviously try and be as helpful as possible. They're going to need things from you. They might need your logo. They might need a blurb. You know, don't slack off (laughs) as much as we might feel that we're too busy because Mm. these things are really important. You don't want to miss out on these opportunities. And the reason I've said to to get event organizers to, to pay attention attention to this one is because as a business owner myself, I've gone to some of the major events and some of the smaller ones. And unfortunately, often when we're at our booth, we can actually feel like we just become a number and that we're not really always supported and listened to and cared for. So it's really important that any event organizer, they really take care of their sponsors because ultimately, if they don't have a good experience, they're not necessarily going to come back the next year and then everyone's going to be losing out. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. And then the second one we've got to do at the show is to make sure that our staff and volunteers feel confident and cared for. 
Mm. Now, this I think is really important because at the end of the day, I mean, one of the most famous quotes is not about taking care of only your customers, but taking care of your staff. Because if you have happy staff, you'll have happy customers. Horse shows are long days. I mean, they're early starts, they're late evenings. And a show that goes for two days or four days back to back, even five days with some events in New Zealand, you're really tired by the end of it, I can tell you. So staff and volunteers at your booth shouldn't be taken for granted because at the end of the day, only you can achieve success with their help. So before the event and obviously at the event, you want to make sure that they are trained adequately so they can keep your customers happy. So by this, I mean make sure that they are trained on your product or service so they can obviously explain it well to new customers, make sure they know how to answer common questions, uh, make sure they know how to do any product demonstrations correctly and other things as well too. Make sure they're dressed nicely and they feel confident what they're wearing, make sure all the expectations are really laid out from the outset, including breaks and payment, so that people ultimately feel like their presence is really appreciated at the end of the day. Yeah, yep. So you're sort of going from the people that are running the event that we want to make sure that we feel cared for, but then Mm. we've got to pass that on to our staff and volunteers to make sure they're cared for as well. Exactly, exactly. It all goes, it all obviously feeds into each other. Mm. At the end of the day, you know, we all do so much better when we work together. And obviously when we do what we say we'll do, when we have that integrity in business. Yep, yep. All right, the third thing to do at the show is to stick to our goals. Mm-mm. So backtracking, so remembering all the planning that we did before the event, yes. now it's time to kick it into gear. So a few things I wanted to say here. So I'm not I'm not really going to spell out the tactics and the goals that businesses should have. Obviously, people can make those decisions for themselves. And I do have a couple of blogs on my website, which do address some, some good ideas um, at archercreative.net.au. What I wanted to say here, in addition to obviously sticking to your goals, is also looking at how you're presenting yourself at your booth. So one big thing is be approachable. And by that, I mean, stand, don't sit, stand at your booth, smile at people, acknowledge people passing by, you know, a quick day goes a long way and actually physically invite people in. So if you're doing something really exciting at your stand, make sure you're actually getting out there and saying, hey, do you want to come in and check this out? So actually ask people to get involved. And one huge thing which frustrates me so much is people sitting passively behind their tables and spending time on their phones. You've got time to do that after the show is over. If you are a business owner or a staff member or a volunteer, it's really not a good look to be sitting there and looking at your phone. It's a major turnoff. You know, use the time you have wisely. Every impression really does count. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so that's at the show. Now, after the show, because generally, you know, you're talking about the five-day shows, even the four days you come home, especially if you're going interstate, Mm. you're exhausted, you just need a few days off. But really, Mm. what should we be doing as soon as we can? What's the first thing we should be doing as soon as we can after the show? Yep, yep. So, hey, I mean, the first thing you should do is actually take a little break, take a day, take a couple of days. You've earned it. Definitely give yourself a pat on the back for what you've just done. You know, you've made a commitment to attend a show or sponsor a show, and you really should commend yourself for that because it is an investment. Even if it's only an investment of energy, it's still an investment. Mm -hmm. But that being said, the number one thing that I really would note down is to follow up with your new connections. Now, a big thing that people will often do at their booth is obviously collect contact information of their their potential customers. Now, unfortunately, what often happens here is that people let those contacts 
kind of fall by the wayside and they might only send them an email, for example, sometimes even up to six months later. And that's not a really good idea because obviously that lead or that connection has really gone cold. It's now old. Mm. So what I'd also say here is that the best marketing is designed to connect, not coerce. So a wonderful thing thing about events is that you get a chance to meet your customers, to talk to them about their lives and collect their contact details, of course. So make it a priority to follow up and obviously keep those connections strong. And it's not just your customers, um, you all returning that you might want to contact even the event organizer if you had a negative experience or a positive experience obviously you want to give them that feedback and even other retailers or ambassadors or anyone else you had a really good connection with obviously you want to build on that so I'd really encourage people to follow up and really set a strategy in place if they're going to contact any new customers whose contact details they collected okay good good now the second thing to do after the show to showcase the experience at our booth. Yes. So a really a lovely thing about shows as well, which I think a lot of people, certainly some businesses do this really well, but we kind of forget um, about other people who maybe can't attend the show. Um, it might be that they're in a different region or, you know, we just kind of forget about the opportunities to actually use the show um, to engage people in really fun ways. So for example, you know, at your booth during the show, you might've handed out free samples or had a guest speaker. You might've run a competition or a giveaway. So events actually hold a lot of opportunity to create fun and interactive content, for example, videos. So I'd really encourage people to share this content with their audience. So they might even just do this by simply putting up some posts on Facebook. They might do that during the show, of course. Um, but they can also look at maybe sharing that content in fun ways after the show and really just amplifying um, the success and what they actually did and and really using that opportunity to kind of to build on it in those few days when the show is still still fresh and top of mind for people. Okay. Okay, good, good. All right. The third thing you've got after the show is to say thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really think the horse word would be much better if we all said thank you. These two little words really do mean so much. So again, I'm really talking here about thanking really everyone um, that you felt helped you or worked with you in some capacity. So that might be your staff, your volunteers, and of course, your customers. If people, you know, really made an effort to participate in activity and certainly buy from you from during the show, it's really a good idea to say thank you and encourage them um, to obviously, you know, stay on board as a regular customer. So what I'd also say here is um, to thank those people who obviously came and took part, who might have helped you out in some capacity. And definitely in terms of event organisers, I know for a lot of people, they are volunteers even at the event organiser level. So saying thank you to those people whose tireless efforts actually made the events possible. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Now, we've already said three things to do before the show, three things to do at the show, three things to do after the show, but you've got here the number one thing that you must do. And Sophie, you do tend to count down a bit, you know, you've, you hold the suspense. <laughs> what is the number one thing that you must do? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think all of these things that I've talked about are really crucial. I think that there are certainly other things that I haven't even touched on. Ultimately, what I've really tried to, to bring in here, even though I've talked about staff and volunteers and event organisers and, and doing fun activities, ultimately all those things work together to obviously showcase your brand in a really positive way, engage people in your business, and certainly that opens the 
the door to obviously making more profit because if people know you, like you and trust you, they're going to be willing to buy from you. And for people who've never seen your brand or your product or your service before, you really want them to come along, have a great time and get some great energy off you. And certainly they may buy at that point in time, but you've also got to think about what about if they actually buy from me months in or year in and year out for the years to come? I mean, isn't that so much more important than just one day or four days at a trade show? So above all, I think what it really comes down to is that it really is always about your customer. So I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a spin on words here and say, you know, really place your customer at the center of the show. It's actually all about them because as a business owner, offering a product or service, we exist to make the customer's life better. So equine businesses, I believe, who get the most out of events, yep, obviously profit is amazing. Social sharing is great. Having fantastic attendance is brilliant. But not just focusing on those one or two days, but in creating a reason for customers to keep on coming back. Yep, yep. All right, Sophie, that was really good, actually. Now, Can we just summarize the three things to do? Or you just talk about just in summary what they need to do, what people need to do before a show. Yep, yep, no worries. So I'll do a little recap. So as Gladys has explained, we've talked about really the top 10 things around increasing profitability at horse shows. These can be everything from your local small-scale pony club show right through to a major trade show like Equitana. So I've looked at three things to do before the show. Number one, pick the right event for your equine business. Number two, determine your goals for the event. Number three, build the buzz before the event takes place. Looking at your days at the show, so three things to do at the show that you choose to attend. Number one is make sure you get what you paid for. If you're an attendee or a sponsor and you've physically paid to be there, you really want to make sure you get all the benefits that you've been promised. Number two, ensure your staff and volunteers feel confident and cared for. Number three, stick to your goals. Now, looking at three things to do after the show, and by all means, these aren't the only activities to think about. Number one, fundamental, follow up with your new connections. Keep those connections strong. Don't let those contact lists go stale. Number two, showcase the experience at your booth. Number three, say thank you to everyone who was involved in making the show a success for you. And the number one thing you must do is make sure that your customer is at the center of the show. (laughs) Okay, well summarized, Sophie. And the other thing is too that Sophie did talk in there about a couple of blogs that she's got on a website. She hasn't got a couple of blogs. She's got quite a few blogs (laughs) on a website, a couple that she did mention that are relevant to this chat. So can you just talk about your website again, Sophie, the address of it? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. So Archer Creative is the name of my equine marketing agency. To go directly to my website, go to archercreative.net.au. Now on my website, you will come across a page called blog, which obviously is full of resources that I've developed over the last couple of years. Don't be shy to have a bit of a look through the blog. You'll find a number of different articles about trade shows, about event marketing, about building customer loyalty by going to horse shows. They're all in there. So have a look in the blog page and scroll through the pages because there's quite a few pages of of blogs from the archives. That being said, you'll also find other blogs related to topics about equine marketing and obviously marketing and promoting the equine business. And by all means, like I've said in previous interviews with Glenis, you're very welcome to contact Glenis, contact Horse Chat Show podcast, and certainly let me know if you have any questions that you want me to answer in a future podcast or in my blog. 
Wonderful. All right, Sophie, so should people go to your website to do that? Go to archercreative.net.au? Yeah, by all means, go to archercreative.net.au. You can learn a little bit more about me, about my business, and certainly read through my blog. If you'd actually like to subscribe and receive blogs and also receive podcasts, I also publicize these Horse Chat Show podcasts through my blog so that my audience directly receives them without having to go searching. You can actually subscribe. So if you go to my website, archercreative.net.au, just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a subscribe here button in yellow in the footer of the website and right above you'll be pleasantly surprised to see all my latest posts brilliant all right sophie we're looking forward to talking to you the first day it will be the first day of spring in australia but maybe the first day of fall or autumn in other parts of the world the first of september so we're early in september i don't know if it's the first weekday but yeah good to talk to you today and looking forward to chatting to you again next month yep perfect thank you Gladys. thank you If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.